Well, thank you guys so much for joining us on another episode of the Gregor's Ministries podcast. We're very excited today to have uh, Diego Tisianelli. Did I say it right? Perfect, dude. Hello, guys. And, you know, Diego, he is originally from Brazil, but right now he is in Orlando doing a tremendous work there with his wife, Anna, and several kids now. Yeah, um, three. And so, you know, when you uh, initially started, you, you were at Verba da Vida in Brazil. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. First of all, I want to say hi to everyone. It's a pleasure to be here, guys. Yeah. And Diego, uh, you know, we were actually in prayer school together at the same time. I think I was doing the sound for a little bit and then uh, mm -hmm. started working in the band. But Diego was playing drums. Sometimes he would fill in on bass, whatever we needed. And his wife, Anna, as well, she was singing in prayer school for several years. And so we had a great time here at Rama USA. But, um, you know, the the way that you guys got and got started, you're from a city in Sao Paulo or how did you get introduced to Verba da Vida or how did you, you know, even learn or hear about Christ to begin with? Well, I grew up, I was very fortunate to have a family that was Christian. I mean, my mom got saved when I was little and then afterwards my father and all the kids, we, I was between them. And uh, I started going to church when I was six years old. That's what I remember. I remember when I received Jesus, I was about five in a Baptist church in another city in, 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 in Sao Paulo. And for me, church was everything, you know, because uh, as soon as I got in and I, I went to all the kids' department, all the youth and all the ministry, everything the church has to offer. Uh, you know, it's, it, this, this is something that I've, I've been thinking, how different the world is now because we don't go to church that often. Because I grew up in the church, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Five times a week, not less than four times a week at the church. So all my friends, all my you know childhood, everything happened for me in the church. So I kind of grew up from there and always was involved. Serving for, for me was something like you have to do it, you know. Sunday morning classes, like I have to wake up like 7. I have to be like 7.30 to be there for practice time. So I always was involved with music as well. So I feel like my parents grew up inside the church and that's what made me be here today. And uh, yeah, everything happens. And uh, I, I got to know the word of faith when I was uh, 17 years old. Then I, as soon as I hear it, I said, man, that's the right thing. That's the right thing. You know, the word of faith, Kenneth Hagin books, yeah. Believe His Authority was the first book. The Name of Jesus was the second book book how to be led was the third book so it was like wow that's the life i want to choose you know what i'm saying so it was like love at first sight when yeah. i saw kenneth hagan i got to know the word of faith then i started my life you know since i was 17 i was uh, i moved to another state in brazil that was my first bible uh, bible college that i did two years like i have to live with another 20 guys in the house wow. and that start and that starts everything you know it just I'm so thankful for my parents that I had the opportunity to grow up in church and be involved in church. So my life was basically always was church. Uh, yeah. It was funny because I always listen to those testimonies and I say, man, I don't have those testimonies. You know? <laughs> oh, I went there. I used drugs or I, oh, I did that. I go, man, I'm, I, don't, I don't have anything. It, it, for a period of time, I was so sad. Yeah. Because, man, I don't have anything to tell. I just grew up in church yeah. until an adult come to me and say, Diego, I'm going to tell you something. 
you have the greatest testimony ever, man. Yeah. You are right. Just you, you are the best. Never change the plan A for plan B. So, okay, man, thank you for that. <laughs> well, I, I know like uh, even Tanner, um, you know, he grew up very similar to your story, uh, Tanner, my cousin in uh-huh. church. And then he would almost feel like guilty. Like, I don't have this amazing testimony like you yeah. were saying. And he would uh, almost feel like sometimes you almost think you have to self-sabotage, like create a, a scenario where you have a testimony. But like you said, it's an amazing testimony that you were able to stay out of those things because of the way that you grew up, the family that you had. And so anyone that's listening, if that's your testimony, that is still a strong, very strong, powerful testimony. That's the greatest. Yeah. For sure. And so how old were you when you, you first went to Bible school in Brazil? I was 17 and uh, we had a, a, a seminar from a Rama grad from Brazil, from, from USA. It was not Rama, didn't call Rama at that time. It was another guy that graduated from Rama USA and he brought the whole house. He brought some, some uh, Americas with him. So he started Bible school similar to what Rama was back then. And then I decided to go, and I had some friends that went with me. I had some friends that went before, one, two years before me. I actually got to know Anna better right there at that seminar. We are from the same city. We were from the same church, but it was kind of a big church. It was like six, 700 people. But I got to know Anna better. I met her there because she is like four or five years older than me. Today it's okay, but... Back then, I was 17, so she was doing something. So mm, that's weird. So I never thought dating her, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But that was the impact. You know that impact when you first hear, I don't know if you had that, the impact when you first hear the word of faith, that everything makes sense for you, your life. It brings that out, out of responsibility of your life, like your words, what you're saying, what you do, what you're confessing. So that was my first impact. And uh, I stood there for two years. And from there, I got connected with Rema, uh, Rema Brazil. And then, long story short, uh, two, three years after that, we got Rema to our city, into our church. So we were very privileged because Rema doesn't exist outside Verbo da Vida Church, Word of Life Church in Brazil. But we were, we were the very last church to, got, to receive Rema, even though we were not Verbo da Vida. Yeah. So... I'm kind of a minister out of season for Verbo da Vida because everyone grows in Verbo da Vida and I'm kind of, it's different. But now the church that I, that I was working at, I grew up with, uh, they are, they change everything. So they're called Verbo da Vida as well in yeah. Brazil. And but we, we were the last, the last church that that happened. But I remember when we submit to him, we're gonna, we want to have Rema. We want to have Bible school. He said, I have to say no because it's against the rules. But something is holding me up. I cannot say no to this church. So we're going to have Rema there. And ended up me being out of there, Juliana, which is Tiago's wife. He's a pastor of the our main campus in Campina Grande, yeah. Raquel, which is married to Chad Garcia. So a lot of good people, I guess God knew what he was doing. And yeah. I'm so thankful for his plan and everything who brought us here today. And, you know, I talked with a lot of people in Brazil and I would tell them like Baru and they were, I don't know if I say that right, but I tried. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> but they're, they're like, where? 
kind of, but it's funny because there's so many yep. people that have come out of that church that are making mm-hmm. a huge impact. Like mm-hmm. you said, uh, Akel is there and uh, Tiago Borba's wife, Juliana, is from there. My wife, Lorena, actually went to Rama at that school. Yes. Um, and so, and you know, you and Anna were, were from there and you guys are doing a tremendous work um, now in Orlando. And so something I love about Verba de Vida is you guys are not just interested in what you're doing in Brazil. Uh, I think Brazil has like 400 churches now for Verba mm-hmm. de Vida, yeah. uh, well over 100 campuses, probably going uh, to 200 for schools, really close. And But you're not just interested in reaching Brazil, you're expanding it to different nations. And so I know that they have a place in Japan, and now there's several campuses in America. Um, Something that I found interesting when we were there is, you know, Americans, we think everywhere else in the world is the mission field. Um, But when we were in Brazil, we noticed that people were thinking that America is the mission field. And Mm -hmm. so something that, you know, Mama Jan and Bud Wright really had an an emphasis on is we want to reach America and we want to see revival take place in America. And so I know you have good friends that are in Philadelphia, Marcos, and they're going to be joining us shortly on the podcast as well. But um, you guys are doing something awesome in Orlando. And I kind of want to just get your story of how that started because maybe that wasn't in your plans. You didn't, you know, necessarily have that in your heart, but how that came to be and how God led you to kind of take that position. Yes. So for me, it, I, I, I always had a hard time to listen the whole plan yeah. of God. You know what I'm saying? I know some people say, oh, God told me what I'm going to do next year, next five years, 10 years. I, well, that never happened with me. So I always had like, I know what to do this year, you know, no longer than one year, no longer than six months. So one of the big decisions in our lives was we were working in Rema, Brazil, and we had like 350 students at the very same school where Lorena went to. And we received a very strong call to come to America. And uh, we had to go up. At that time, we felt like we have to go to Raymond. We have to go to spend a couple of years there. There was there where we met, where I played with, with you and Leanne. We got involved. So I felt like we need to go there. So that was one of the major decisions in our life because for us coming from Brazil, it's a lot of money, you know, to study two years. And we decided to have kids. And we had our first baby here and everything happens. But after that, we had that very clear in our hearts and God shifted major things to bring us here. And it was amazing. We had everything we need. All the doors were open. You know, the English was a little difficult for me by the time I'm still working, but you know, it was, it was something else. And uh, in, from that, it, it, it kind of, that God took care of us. You know, he's he, he like, we had to prove like we believe and we live by faith. We're, we're, we are, we are willing to do whatever you put in our hearts, like America, Afghanistan, whatever, Japan, whatever you say, we're going. So, and after that, the door is open for us, and the ministry invited us, Guto personally invited us to go. He said, Diego, I want to start a church in Florida. Mm-hmm. And I uh, said, okay, let's pray about So it took like one, two years to make all the decisions. And we are here now, and now I'm excited, and you see now uh, – uh, it's been four years now, many times fly, 
we have three kids, we have a big family and everything now. But it, it, apparently now for me and my ministry, now I am starting to see uh, the vision for Americans, you know. And uh, there's so many things we can say when we came out of America that we can see on you guys that maybe you guys don't see anymore or maybe just things change, you know. I was listening to you guys interview Mama Jan. She was astonished. She was like, this is not America anymore. I don't, this is not the country that I, I thought it was. I say, Mama, every change, everything changed. It's not technology. It's just everything. Yeah. Because she was like, I don't know. It doesn't feel... I, well, maybe she thought that she would come back and then she, oh, this is America, what it used to be. So, no, this is not what it used to be. And maybe, you know, uh, maybe there are a lot of people that can't see the change. It's time for change, man. You know, it's time, it's, it's time, for, it's time for the church to be the church. Yeah. I know Americans love their country, love their, how can I say, the patriotism. They love everything. But, you know, there's nothing better than be the church. Yeah. And this, this, this is a revival, man, because what happens is if you, if you don't have the politician wants, what happens if things got bad? We're still, we're still the church. We're still alive in Christ. What are the, the realities? What are our real identity? So yeah. I think this, I think we are now seeing things differently. Yeah. And I'm working and we are working and I'm sure uh, we're going to grow and we're going to have Americans. We're going to have people that believe in the church, not just in cultural things because those cultural things i'm sorry but they are passing you know we have to have something else for you to believe and that's for me my humble opinion it needs to be church there is nothing greater than to be called the church of god we have authority we have his name and we can do all things and i think that's something that a lot of people have a question about is because a lot of people go to church but they don't necessarily know how to be the church in every yeah. life and I think that's probably something you guys are really emphasizing. You're talking about in your church, and you know, you you guys maybe started out, I think, doing um, Portuguese and English at the same time. But right now, you're focused on Portuguese te teaching. Is that correct? I'm focused, yeah, because we have a lot. Uh, Brazilians they work a lot. You know, what I'm saying they volunteer a lot. So, so I have some friends that come over America. They say they're all volunteers. Yes, yes, sir. They're all volunteers. That's crazy. You know, so we, we kind of have that passion and, and to work and, and we're excited. You know what I'm saying? You're, you're still in your work. You're still doing things, but you're thinking about the church. How can I help the church? How, what are going to do? What are the events we're going to? So we had that base built, but uh, I definitely see the future now. We're not here for Brazilians. We're not here to, ha we're not here to have Brazil in America. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I know at some point, at some time as well, it's not, it's not easy for America to come and to listen to a, an immigrant speaking or whatever. But, you know, when, the, when we have the power of God, that speaks for yourself. And uh, those that are humble enough, those that are hungry from, for God, they'll get, they'll get. And it's just, it's just a time of, it's just a, a think of time because, People will come, Americans will come, and once you get more Americans involved, the, nobody has to know it's an immigrant they start. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys, it was just recently, I, actually maybe not super recently, but it feels recently, it may have been like two years ago, but you moved, you had to go into a new church building, right? Um, yes. We're in a smaller center, and now you're kind of in a bigger area, um, so things there are expanding for you guys, and 
you know, I just, for people that, you know, feel like God's given them a, a project to start and maybe it feels small, kind of give them like a little bit of encouragement or an idea of what it's like to start small and then watch it expand to where you, you've got to get a bigger place and, and watch it grow. You know, I, I like, I like the, the way when, when we are, are, are taught about church planning, I like the way how we can do like set up everything, then the people come. Yeah. But there is a way what the verbal David does things is like building slowly. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? What I like that organic flow, organic growth is that, <clears throat> I'm sorry, is that you build people into it, the vision. You know what I'm saying? So w- once you have a board, once you have a leaders, once you have people that are close to you, God will prosper them. Yeah, and uh, it's a, it's not a business. It's a matter of uh, God blessing the people, and we're growing together. Yeah, and uh, and to be honest with you, I never thought about the real aspects of money or how much we are paying, or, or because it's 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 just something that happens with the flow. It's not something that I'm doing. It's not something that I want. It's something that. We together as leadership, we want, we feel God moving us. And, uh, and it's impressive, Josh, to be, to see like people, they start to get, they start to partnership with us when they come and they decide to be members and decide to give their tithes, their offering, how God bless them, how they're growing with us. So I think that's the, that's the major point. It's not me, Diego, I'm doing a business. I'm, I'm setting up a church and people is coming out. I have a group of people. It's not a lot, it's not a lot of people, maybe 67 people. But we are all growing into God's vision. We are all growing in your businesses. We are experiencing blessing, you know. Yeah. It's, it, it's something funny. When I change a car, all of them change the, their cars. When I got something new, they got something new. It's, it's just something that grows organically. May yeah. not be always like that. Maybe in the next church, maybe there are a couple next churches not going to be like that. But this church, that's that's the way we grew, and that's how we're growing. It's something organic. It's something I don't want to be ministering. You know, when I move here, I say, man, I'm going to be preaching one, two, one or two hours every day because I love to preach. You know, I love. <laughs> but I mean, they don't they don't need that that much of preaching. They they want to spend time. You know, people want to spend time, especially because they're, they're Brazilians. Maybe they don't have their families close by. Whatever, but then we're growing now. We have that, you know, people praying for you. We have the pastor relationship, like sheep, something that seems not modern, but is very useful. It is the way we thought, we think it is the church. So we're growing together, you know. Yeah. And uh, funny thing, we got a, a new attached, uh, a new building here close to us that we are renting now, and it's just. Uh, some additional warehouse to work and to dream. But as soon as I thought I was moving this, doing just by myself, I stopped everything. And I talked to them and said, guys, I don't want to get this by myself. This is not my project. This is our product. This is something that God is moving us to do. It's not Diego's choice. So we have to be careful. But this is an organic growth that God brings to us. Man, and I know you guys are are continuing to expand, but something I love about, you know, Verba de Vida and what you guys are doing is there's an emphasis on creating spiritually mature Christians. 
So oh, you're yeah. not necessarily just trying to get a thousand people into the no. church, but you're wanting those, like you said, 60 or 70 people to be spiritually mature, to know who they are, know what they have access to, because we yeah. know in the, in the Bible that it, multiplication happens all the time. And mm -hmm. so you can really impact those 60 or 70 people. That's going to multiply over and over again. And so, um, you know, do you, do you have, uh, any stories or anything that you can share about people in your church that maybe have kind of expanded or, or maybe brought people in and, and multiplied themselves from what you guys are doing? Josh, I have a lot of funny stories. And one of the stories I'm going to tell you is like, it's like, uh, some people left, some people, doesn't like you know because one of one of the things we're committed to is the truth yeah and nowadays it's so easy to go to a service and listen what you want yeah but at the same point i have so many people that come doing so many wrong things that's unbelievable but we can see the word getting to them you know what i'm saying like i recently had a couple I thought they were married, but they weren't. So, but they came to Christ like one year before. Yeah. They were new Christians, and they, you know, for us it's a big thing. If if you, if you are in a re, re, sexual relationship out of marriage, for us is that's something clear for us, right? But at the same point, they are new. They were all new. They were excited. They were learning. They got baptized in the Holy Ghost. But uh, to see they grow is just something amazing. Like. Yeah. Two weeks ago, he texted me. He said, Pastor, I just got her ring. And he proposed her. Now we're going to set up the marriage. You know, just to see people get in line with the word. Yeah. You know, it's not something like you force them to do it. But at the same point, uh, we're just preaching the word. Yeah. And they see for themselves. Like this guy came to me. He said, I want to be a pastor as well. I always want to, you know. And just, my God. How, sometimes, even I... I don't believe, not, not that I don't believe, but it's something that amazes me, amazes me to see people growing and to make those big decisions. I have one, I have one, another couple that come to us. They are now pastoring, look, listen to this. They are now pastoring in church in Switzerland. Hmm. They come here. I was in Tulsa. They come to me. We got to know each other. We got to, we got to talk. They said, I want to hear the words. Okay, let's preach. So they were living in Salt Lake City by, the, by that time. I was in Tulsa. So we were doing something called uh, uh, Skype Church. By that time, we didn't have Zoom. We had Skype. <laughs> so uh, it was Skype Church. And they decide, Josh, they were living here. Like they didn't have uh, any documentation, didn't have any papers, or they were just working, you know, under the table and everything. But they decided to go back to Brazil, get their uh, European citizenship, and they went to Brazil, then they went to London, then they hooked up with Gleice Marina, Verbo da Vida, Word of Life there. Now they're pastoring in Switzerland. They say, my God, look at the power of the word. You know what I'm saying? So to see those stories, to see people change, you know, yeah. and uh, that's a really present is a gift for us. I think that has to be something that's rewarding for you. There's nothing else you could ask for but to see growth in the people yeah. that you're investing in and and like you said, um, you know, you were talking about that one couple that you didn't necessarily preach to them or try to convict them yourself, but you just preached the word and you allowed the word and the Holy Spirit to convict them to start making changes. 
in their lives. And I think sometimes uh, the church in general, we, we try to pressure people to make a change. But we yeah. don't force our ideas upon them. And even though they are scriptural, um, sometimes us just telling them that it's wrong doesn't make them stop doing it. But when you preach the word, you allow the Holy Spirit to work alongside that word and produce results in their life. And so, uh, you know, that's an amazing testimony just to hear about the people in your church that are growing. But I know that it probably feels good that you guys are in America and you're not alone in the sense of you've got other teammates from Verba de Vida in different oh, yeah. cities. And so I'm, I'm not sure if you know much about what's going on in or, uh, Washington, D.C. and Philadelphia, but if you do, I'd love for you to kind of just share about like a little bit about what they're doing and how you guys collectively are working together to expand everything. Yeah, Marco and Rachel, they're they are in charge of the, the work in Philadelphia. At the moment, they're holding the services at their house, but they have a good, a good group of people. And uh, we have a, a couple of people that was here too and moved there to, to Philadelphia and to help them and to start everything. And uh, Washington, D.C., we, are, we have a pastor, Jean Duy, from Sao Paulo. He's just waiting to get his visa because he's going to be a pastor like me full time for now. And uh, we had a, a, good, a good group as well there. And we have a, a small group as well in, in Miami area, a couple of 10, 15 people there. They wanted a church. And uh, it, 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 that's the vision, Josh. It's just the word. It's just the way it is, you know, always uh, pushing us to grow, always pushing us to be better. And uh, I also have a project going on. To the, to the board in Brazil. I want to bring some missionaries from Brazil. I wanted to, you know, but I want them to come prepared, like with English. And uh, so it may take a, a couple of years, but I want to expand in a, in a way that I want to put more people working, but they, I want them to come. And because we, it, it is time for us to, to preach the gospel and just to preach the word, just one thing that uh, it's, it, it will set us apart is the anointing, you know, and it uh, doesn't matter how, what we're going to do to be here. But once you got here, once you got to, to listen to the word of God, feel the presence of God, feel the word, you know, that's what changes life. It's not, you know, it's like, it's like, it's good to have a, a good looking building and everything, but it is something about the anointing. And that's something that we are so precious to carry and, and to have it because it's not it's not a, a entertainment man it's a church it's something alive you know yeah and something that i admire i know you said like sometimes americans will go and they'll see an immigrant and they'll kind of turn themselves off or they'll be yeah. reluctant to listen but for me when we went to brazil for the first time i was just shocked at the passion of the people and so to me, you know, uh, it was inspiring to see what you, you guys, the way, and I think maybe part of it's the culture, but it's also just the part of the way that you respond to the anointing. And oh, yeah. um, there's a certain awareness there that God is here right now. And so I'm going to act like it. And so, uh, you know, something I loved about being in Brazil was just, you know, it was like what everything I imagined things were going to be times 10. It was just people were crazy going all over the place. And it was just such an amazing time. And so I'm excited that we're teammates together. And that yes. said, there's going to be more missionaries coming from there because there's a level of excitement 
about what God is doing in the earth that's coming from Brazil and going to the different places that we need. Um, because it's real easy um, here, especially in our culture, to kind of play church. Where you mm-hmm. like, I need to go Sunday. I go Sunday to church. I do. I volunteer. Maybe I do a little bit, and then I, yeah. I do my business. I work or whatever I do, um, and then you just it just becomes a routine, almost religious. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, something you guys bring is a certain level of excitement that I think that we need here. And so I'm I'm really happy to hear that you guys are continuing to grow and expand. But you know, I I know that you know, for those new people, because we have a lot of people from Brazil that listen, um, give, give us like a little bit of advice. So if, if they're thinking, man, I would love to come to America, obviously there's a language barrier difference. There's some different yep. differences. What are some things that you would encourage them to start developing now that they can start some steps they can start taking now before all of a sudden they're in America and helping here? Well, I would say the first thing is English. You got to know English. You got to know. I can say you got to know if you're coming to America, you got to know America. Because I learned English in Brazil and I came here and said, that's not what they speak, you know. And, uh, and sometimes I noticed they had, they had a hard time to understand what I'm saying. So, but I'm saying everything correct by the book. But they don't speak by the book, you know what I'm saying? They speak American, especially if you're another state. So we're good here, which we're, we're fine. If we come to Florida, people love immigrants because they, they cannot fight against anymore. It's just so many Mexicans, Brazilians, Puerto Ricans, Koreans, you know, there's Florida is amazing. It's, I love this place. It's just like, you know, and this, at the same time, if you go a little bit South, you can to the countryside, you'll you find the rednecks and everything, but yeah, it's, right, it's a right. mixture. It's funny. So I would say get, I mean, one thing that I always did was listen to Brother Hagen. Always listen to Brother Hagen to get a little bit of the culture as well, because it's not only English, you know, because you have to think the way Americans think, yeah. because we're different. We, as you, as you told, uh, when you go to Brazil, you see people, people eat, they put their hearts easily, yeah. you know, and uh, America, they don't, they don't put their hearts first. They put their minds, they put their thoughts, they're going to think about it, you know, they're going to decide. They're not going to judge you, but they have their, they have their thinkings. So they're going to think, they're going to talk. So we, Brazil is like, man, if somebody goes to church, we give a hug, we worship together, you know what I'm saying? We we had experience, man, this is my church, that's it. No, Americans, they feel like, man, they got, they got to know, who's this pastor? Oh, okay, let's see. Oh, look at this. So it's different. It's different to teach about culture. Yeah. What I love was to have a time in Tulsa because Tulsa is Tulsa. What we have in Tulsa? Well, the word of God we have in Tulsa. That's what we have. No. <laughs> Food in the word of God. That's <laughs> Nothing else. Good churches. Yeah. But it was, was so good. I remember once, Josh, this is funny. I want to listen to something funny. Yeah. You work in South Booth a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. And I was, I'll, I'll do the drums for Miss Leanne and I'll do the drums for the church as well, Rich, by the time. And there, was, there, there is this Sunday, we were, uh, we were worshiping. I was not serving at the drums, but I was there just sitting and worship together. But I could not listen to the drums. I mean, the drums on the PA system was too low. So, man, what is that, man? And I, I am like, I'm, I'm a good drummer. I want to listen. And I went there. To the sound booth and they say hey ben what's the problem with the toms 
What is the problem with it? You know, this, we, this was something very common for me at the church. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I was just fresh Brazilian. Like you, you see, you, you see, you, you speak, you know what I'm saying? Man, he wrote for me a, a text like this size, you know, this is my work. You, you don't, you don't, you cannot come here. Tell me what to do, what not to do. I have some things to do. I have some things to do. I don't, I, I, like, I don't have to give nothing to you. You know what I'm saying? Like, who do you think you are to come here and talk to me? It was so funny, man. It was, it was, we, we got re really close after that. Yeah. But it was so funny for me. Man, I'm totally wrong. This is not Brazil, you know? Yeah. You gotta do you gotta do the right way. Probably have to send an email to Reach and say, Reach, I I don't know, I don't wanna I don't wanna disturb you, I don't wanna give you I don't I don't say anything, but the tone was, was really bad. We needed to can you try to and he, then he probably talked to somebody else, then somebody else, then we go to band, then they will see you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But from <laughs> in my little Brazilian head. Straight there, hey man. What happened to yeah. the tones, man? What what <laughs> happened to the tones? I need to listen to the tone. Bring me some drums. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I appreciate so, that. But it's it's funny though, like just the small ways that you handle yourself or how you communicate with people. Oh, and yeah. culture, it was almost Ben's a great guy. We both know him. We're friends. Oh, yeah, he's awesome. But he's it awesome. was just uh that for him it was probably a culture shock to have this Brazilian oh, yeah. guy come up and say hey because normally they're like whoa you yeah know? i loved it because i i did the sound in prayer school when you were there and you'd come back and be like hey what about <laughs> change something here and i'd be like absolutely man like whatever you think but <laughs> we're, we're uh, musicians by heart and so anytime we hear those kind of things we're like hey. oh man it was so funny but imagine that happened in the church scenario like if I want you to volunteer, you know, you know I know a Brazilian I'll just calls, hey man, I need your help today. Can you come? Here? Oh yeah. So uh, you know, it, so those cultural little things that will make it easier. I know it's already it's already a barrier for them, for Americans and all that stuff. But you know, I have I feel like God has a people here for us. Yeah. Your people will love you, man. Your people will understand you. Yeah. I know we're talking about how to improve, how to get better. Of course, go do your best. Learn English. Do your best. Keep listening. Try to understand how they think, yeah. not just repeat them. You know, but everything for me boils down to God has a people for you. God has a door. God has a purpose, and there are people who get you get connect with you, and you got you're, you're just gonna do great things together. You know what I'm saying? And I think too, you know, if you are you feel like God is calling you to America, you have to. Uh, really participate with the grace of God and you know you can't you have to understand you can't do it on your own it's too yeah. big to transition the language is big but you know if you begin to operate and when I say participate with the grace of God I mean be able like start speaking the truth over yourself if you feel you're called to America or another nation whatever language that you know you need to learn, you need to start telling yourself you have the ability to learn that language. Oh, yes. You have the ability to speak fluently. You have the ability to understand. 
um, for me, my, you know, Diego, you know, my wife is Portuguese. She's, uh -huh. and so I'm, I'm taking classes. And so before I take my classes, I have to tell myself, I understand everything. I'm able to speak, yeah. even the small, uh, little different ways you pronounce things that are different from me. I understand them and I'm picking them up. And so I'm having to operate or to participate with the grace of God. And so, you know, if you feel like you're called to another nation, you that's one thing that you should start doing. One of the first steps you can do is start really proclaiming over and talking to and telling yourself what's going to what your reality is going to be. Um, if you're called to go help Diego and Anna and Orlando, you need to start telling yourself you have all the finances, you have the ability yes. to speak the language, you have all the partners you need, you have the gifts and the abilities to do it, and and believe that God's going to prepare you for that next step that you're taking. And so, yes. yeah, I just want to encourage everyone that's listening. I know that you know people listening are they're kind of a lot of people are at a time in their life where. It feels like for the last year, everything's been on pause. Yes. Uh, everything's kind of been in a standstill. And so they're I've kind of wondering, what do I do next? But God still has something for you to do. And he mm -hmm. still has a next step for you to take. And so don't get discouraged if you, you're not sure what it is. Um, you know, we, Diego and I, we spend a lot of time in prayer school. Uh, with Miss Leanne at, in Rama USA. And one thing that she talked about a lot was that you know him. You know precious God. time precious time for us yeah and so just knowing that simple truth i know god and if i know him then i know his will for my life and so Amen. sometimes the way you start participating by that is just saying instead of saying god i don't know what to do i don't know what's next you just start saying god i thank you that i know you i thank you that i know the next step that you have for my life and i know the exact next step that you want me to take and and that's really just applying your faith to something that's already been made available to all of us as believers. Yes. And just, just to conclude that, that thought about if you are calling to be here, first thing, learn English. Yeah. And uh, always keep listening and try to speak it as much as you can. You know, record yourself speaking, do your best. But once you get here, well, the second the second thing that I'm going to say is you have to you get, you have to get here just for one week, two weeks, one month, whatever you can do, you know, put your plan, put in your, put in your calendar, try, it's trying to raise money, do whatever. God will help you. But yeah. once you get here, because that's a big part, you have to be here first. Yeah. You have to observe. Yeah. One of the things that I, I, I saw a lot that helped me was just to observe, you know. Yeah. Sometimes I'll just sit in the class and just observe everything, you know. And, and you're going to learn. Like for me, it was amazing. The first time that I saw a girl carrying a gallon of water, I said, what she's doing? She's crazy. Look at the size of that bottle. Oh, she's drinking it. It feels American crazy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, look yeah. at the size of that water. Oh, and yeah. in the middle of the class, some guy the people got a some girl got a, a, a orange and starts start to peel it off huh? what she's doing she doesn't have a fork she doesn't have how to clean her you know what I'm saying but just sit there and just observe because there is a lot you can learn if you just observe how how they walk how they talk how they introduce themselves you know what I'm saying how they have their own little world that nobody Goes, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. In Tulsa, here's different because we're Florida, but in Tulsa, 
somebody pressed close to you, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're good. You didn't do anything. No, I'm just, you know, just kind of passing through I, you. I'm too close, so I got to Yeah, too close. So we're, we're like Brazilians. We, we yeah. hit each other on, on the shoulder and say, okay, oh, whatever, I'm sorry. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So just observe. Once you get here, observe, because you have to get rid of a lot of those little things that will make it difficult for you. But if you just have an eye open, you're going to learn a lot. And, and something that, you know, Diego was saying was that, you know, be observant, be looking for things. So even if you're in Brazil and you don't feel like you're called to go to another nation, or maybe you're in America and you don't feel like you're called to another nation, but maybe you feel like you're supposed to step into a position of ministry, then start being observant, observe your pastor. Watch yes. what he does sing. Watch how they do the announcements. Watch how they transition from music to the to the announcements to the messages. Start, you know, not just listening to what they're saying, which you should do, but also watch how they do it, and maybe ask yourself why are they doing that that way. You yes. Know, there's always a purpose before, you know, for reasons why they're doing things. So, you know, ask those those questions. But we also want to encourage you if you do to come to America. You need to go to the place, Diego's hat, that he wears, <laughs> Krispy Kreme. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> you got to visit there. You got to enjoy it. But, man, Diego, it was, it was awesome talking with you today. I really appreciate it. And, uh, Anytime, and Yeah, just, you know, uh, just want to, again, say hello to Anna and to all the kids. Appreciate we'll it. You guys, man. We'll talk to you soon. Josh, it was a pleasure, my friend. We love you. love Lorena. I was looking this morning on your Instagram. I saw those pictures. Where they, man, God bless you so much. You guys are, we're so happy for you guys. Get to know him. We're just, we're walking, following God's plan. I know we're keeping in touch together. We're going to grow. And God's doing great, great things, man. Love you so much. And anytime you need it, I'm here, right here. So come to see Mickey. Yeah. And you'll you see myself as well in Orlando, okay? All right, brother. Love you, man. Appreciate it.